Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. This week, I'm joined by professional footballer from the likes of Crewe, Tranmere, Leighton Orient, Exeter and currently Barrow, George Ray. Made his professional debut at Wembley, which is the only person who can say that. And he's also one of our own from Warrington. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. This week we're joined by George Ray, professional footballer and one of our own. George, how are you doing, mate? All good, mate. All good. How are you? Good summer? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. How's it been for you? Well, I've uh, banged four holidays into May and June, so it's been quite action-packed, but start back season on Wednesday it is. So run these run these pounds off, mate. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. It's probably, it's probably the only time you get to go away, isn't it, during the, uh, during the summer? Yeah, you have a little Christmas do. usually have a couple of days, but unless you're injured, and even when you're injured, you're still in usually, but yeah, summer, May and June usually get, and even then, if you're in playoffs, your summer could only be three weeks, but yeah, it's got to get away as much as you can when you can. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So uh, so you're back, uh, back this week then, is it... Um... Kind of full time back, or do you just start with a few days just to get back into it? Uh, not, not entirely sure. I think the first winning on Wednesday. I think the first few days are just testing, like check how much weight you've put on. Do the fat tests, all that, where you pinch your skin. Do a bit of running, a bit of weights, and then probably the Monday after we'll start getting the balls out and getting into the rhythm of things. Nice, nice. So, um, so, yeah, so this past season, it was your first season with, with Barrow. Got a uh, decent uh, decent amount of games under your belt as well. So, uh, how was it um, kind of transitioned to a, to a new club this last season? Yeah, it's been, it's been good, mate. Probably the, I think it's the most games I've ever played in a season that I've played last year. I think I played 40 games, which is quite standard for some people, but uh, I'm usually injured in and out of the squad or something. But I've really enjoyed my time there at the minute uh, great group of lads easy to get along with top easy going manager and assistant they're quite new to the league as well uh, and yeah I think we did I think we overachieved uh, last year and what well we thought we'd do well but people I think the bookies had us down favourite for relegation I think we ended up nine so not a bad not a bad start to my Barrow career yeah you're, you're pretty much um, best of the rest really because other than Mansfield, who just missed out by one goal on goal difference in the playoffs, there was a uh, bit of a gap between the uh, the top eight. So you know you were best of the rest. So obviously a great um, great achievement. Considering you know you were tipped for for relegation. Um, what's um, what are your 
what you're hoping for for, for this season at Barrow? Uh, I think whenever you I think you've got to go one better than what you've done the last season, usually. So hopefully, if we can push for them playoffs, I think you go into every season with hope that you'll do well and uh, ambitions that you do well. So we'll be we'll be going for playoffs this year. I think the league might be a bit tougher this year. I've another just a browse round who people are signing, who's come up. I think it'd be a tough league, but I think the um, uh, the aims will be to try getting them playoffs. Yeah, there's um, obviously I think everyone knows what's going on at Wrexham at the minute. They've obviously just uh, come up, and um, to be fair, you know, Notts County look like a force as well. So I don't think it's going to be one of those years where the uh, the two coming up are going to be favourites to go down. So someone else has got to replace. So you're right, it's going to be a pretty uh, pretty tough year. Mm, like I like Stockport last year. They were. I think they were favourites to go up again, wasn't they, last year or something? But they're just pumping money in there, aren't they, Wrexham? I heard a, a little rumour, Nick Powell is going to... Oh, I was going to bring that up as well. I saw that as well. Yeah. You, you came through the academy with Nick, didn't you? Yeah, hopefully he doesn't go there. I don't want to be playing against him. <laughs> <laughs> but is he a, he a tough guy to uh, to mark, is he? Obviously, you know, oh. when I, I remember when he came through at Crewe, and um, he was just like, even though coming straight from the 18s to... First team, he was just a different level that's uh, in League Two at the time. Yeah, I've got I've got some funny stories about him too. Fair, I remember when it was um, I think we were at Crew and there was me, Max Clayton, and Nick Powell. <clears throat> I can't remember who told us. Might have been Dario. He said you were the first team today, so went with the first team. And I remember Lee Bell was captain, and we were about I think we were about sixteen, and um. Nick Powell's come over first touch, nutmeg belly. <laughs> belly went to snap him and he nutmegged him again. <laughs> and he was just and the session stopped. <laughs> I think the manager at the time said, You can't do that. <laughs> and then he, I think he might have done it again later on in the session, but he was a bit of a character then. There he was. And um yeah, he only really had kind of one proper season at crew, because um obviously uh United came calling. Um, I don't think you played with him in the first team, did you? Uh, no, didn't play with him in the first team. We went. Um, we I remember he played at Wembley, and he was sat on the training pitch, sat on the floor whilst we were doing shape. And Steve Davis went, "Nick, you got to stand up." He was like, "I'm tired." He went, "Just stand up, or you're not playing tomorrow." And Parley went, "I bet you play me tomorrow." <laughs> he was about 17 and he played him anyway and then you're, the rest history where he stanched it in the top corner of his left foot but yeah unbelievable and then I remember him getting that move to United we was he was like the first player to have an agent like we didn't have agents when we were 17 we didn't re- we weren't really anywhere near it we'd just take a contract or whatever and his agent had a little holiday home in Spain so he said to us do you want to come with me so there was me a lad called Joe Guest Chris Peach there's four of us at all day. And we sat around the pool one day and he goes, lads, like, get on this. He'd come down with his phone. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson left him a voicemail saying, like, we were all like, we were like, I want to speak to you. He's like, I want to speak to your mom and dad, Nick, and all this. He's it class, mate. We listened to it about 100 times. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, one of the um, one of the times at, um, at, your, at your mom and dad's place when... Um, that was like me, me, the missus, and uh, Tom and his missus were uh, kind of out around Manchester a bit, came back home, and you had all the crew lads around. Oh, yeah. I remember and, uh, that, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, 
Joe, I um, I don't think I've ever drunk any, any as much as I have that night ever again. It's uh, ridiculous, but <laughs> yeah, I remember us uh, kind of you know coming back, and uh, you guys were just uh, coming back in from town, and um, someone swiped uh, Powell's phone, and uh, it's like you know three in the morning or something, and they get they got up Sir Alex Ferguson's number on his mobile, and uh, all 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 uh, all, the, all, all the Nick's mates were just saying said, oh, "I'm gonna ring Sir Alex Ferguson, I'm gonna ring Sir Alex Ferguson," like three in the morning. And they were, they were all just like taking the mick out of him, saying, "Who are you, Tom Cleverly?" <laughs> oh. Yeah, he'll have some. He'll have some names in his phone. In oh, geez, yeah, he's he's a good good lad. And to be fair, yeah, I, I proper did the fanboy thing that night. I don't know if you remember. I um, you got, I got shirt signed, did you? Yeah, then I got I got <laughs> my mum to uh, pop round to my house, pick up a cruiser. I said, "Mum, Nick Powell's at, uh, at George's." But yeah, I got some stick <laughs> that night for that, but no, still got the shirt. So. <laughs> Uh, gotta do what you gotta do, mate. Oh, you do, yeah. You're right, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, late twenties, professional footballer. Obviously, had to start somewhere. So, um, back in your youth days, uh, you 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 pl- obviously played in the Warrington area. What so? Uh, what teams did you play for? Yeah, I started off. I remember when I, I can't. I think it was about six or seven. I used to go. Do you remember that thing called? Is it Beavers or something like that? Oh they yeah, yeah. Do, like they used to do that Beavers, thing. Scouts then. clubs and all that stuff. Yeah, and then my dad started taking me to play for a team called Rope and Anchor. It's a pub near me called Rope and Anchor. If you're familiar with it. Yeah, in Wilson, and, yeah. Yeah, and they ended up clashing on the same day. So my dad said to me, "Look, you got to either choose if you want to stay at Beavers or, or play football." I said, "I'll, I'll play football." So. I went to Rope and Anchor, and the, the standard, to be fair, like my mum and dad have got home videos of like when we were younger. And there were some really good players. Like, there's only like a five or six side team, but there was a lad called Jack Rudge. He went to United. A lad they called Ben Clark. I think he was at City or Everton. But the, I, was, I was horrendous. I was just some big thing who stood at the back. Like watching it back, I was rubbish. And then I got, then I moved to Wollstone Rovers because Rope and Anchor just like fell apart because they all went academies. So then I went Wollstone Rovers uh, for about five years or something. And then the top team in our league was Cromwell Athletic. So I went to Cromwell for a year or six months. And when I was there, a bloke called, what was his name now? The Alex Leslie or something or someone. Someone, Leslie, who's a crew scout, he scouted me from there. And I remember he said, do you want to come down to, to crew? So my first session was with Steve Holland. <laughs> first what? ever session. England assistant manager, isn't he now? Yeah, England assistant. So, yeah, that's how I That's who I've played for around here. Rope and Anchor, Ulston Rovers and a team called Cromwell. And that's I played for Warrington Warrant, Warrant Town. I don't suppose you had any calls off Steve Allen lately, have you? <laughs> uh, no. I don't think you wanted anything to do with me. I remember my first session, like, obviously, Crew's all about football, and I absolutely nailed someone, but by accident, because they were probably too good for me, and they weren't happy with it, like, but... So, no, not really spoke to me since then. <laughs> so, what's, um, what coaches did you have in those early days around Warrington who, um, who kind of really helped you push on? Uh, so my first ever coach who was someone called Darren <laughs> I don't think you, you probably won't know him Darren Clark and Jack, I forgot his name Jack Rudge's dad and then 
I moved to Wilson Rovers and there was a bloke called Paul Steele. He lives at the top of my estate still now. And uh, Paul Evans, he was a bit of a, they were a bit like, like when you think back, like we were only about under nines and they used to be on the side like fighting with the other parents and stuff like that. It was proper competitive league. So that probably gave me a little bit of a, my first like realisation of competition kind of thing. Because I remember my dad saying to him once, he was like, Paul, he's, he's eight years old. Like, you know, asking him for a fight, like they'd get proper into it. It was, a, it was good to be fair. But and then there was, um, when did I go? When I was at Warrington Town, I had, um, who's the Everton centre-half now? Oh, I forgot his name. From, he, he used to coach the centre-halves. So he probably pushed me on a bit as well. I forgot his name. He's quite famous actually, or used to be. I'm so bad with names. Oh, I can't remember, but yeah, probably from Wollstone Rovers, I started going up a bit. And then obviously when you're at crew, you got professionals telling you what to do. All right, so of the um, of the players you uh, kind of played with around Warrington, who do you reckon was the uh, the best player you uh, either played with or played against, if you knew any of the names of the guys you came up against? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if anyone I know. To be fair, Jack Robinson. Do you know Jack Robinson's at Sheffield United? Yeah, yeah. He, I remember we used to play for Fife, and he used to have. He's got the biggest throw ever. We were only young, and he could just launch in. He's probably one of the better players I've played against. But at the time when I was younger, the Jack Rudge and Ben Clark, they were really good players. Never played against. Josh Brownell, I don't think. Never played against him. Uh, but there's, there's, there's a few good players in and around. But when you're asking me to remember names and stuff, I'm rubbish with it. So bad. <laughs> That's right. We uh, we had um, Carl Wills on a, a few weeks ago. He, uh, cause he, he was at um, the keeper. He, he was at crew for a bit as well. But as a, a part-time, he backed up uh, Ben Williams and Clayton Ince. Um mm. And uh, I think he's probably uh, you know we 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 we've been started doing these like annual sort of awards things where you know trying to just a bit of a laugh about uh, who's been on. I think uh, he's going to be first on the list for uh, worst memory in football. <laughs> is, yeah. I won't be far behind him. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so you uh, obviously mentioned that you you went down to the Crew Academy. Was there any other academies interesting you or anything, or was it just Crew all the way? I think it was crew all the way. I think I got a sniff off them and we just went down for what, I think you have like a six-week trial. I remember going down with another lad, he was at Cadiz-Ed because we used to play against them and um, we were both on trial at the same time and uh, he didn't he didn't get in and I, I got in and from then I've just just carried on going. And it, it's, a lot, it's a lot of commitment to be fair. I think you've got to have obviously a parent that can that can do it as well. So you can see people missing out because people's parents work or whatever. But my dad used to take me down to cruise, like 50-minute journey, three times a week. And then when you're younger, you don't have your team buses. You could be travelling two, three hours to games there there and back. Your dad would be taking you, your mum and dad and stuff. So, yeah, I think it was just crew. I stayed at. Yeah. All I had interest from. Yeah, I think... Um, is that where you got your... Biggest influence from really your dad Steve because he, he used to play in the uh, Welsh Prem didn't he back in the day yeah. yeah he used to look he's he's never he's never pushed me into doing anything 
he's always tried to give me as much sound advice as he can. But yeah, pro I've probably always played football because of him. Like he's he's pushed me into signing for doing things, playing uh, playing for clubs. So I'd say he, yeah, he's probably one of my biggest influences. Yeah, not that he knows what he's on about half the time, but just nod my head and say yeah. <laughs> he still tells me that. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing there? What are you doing? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who do you reckon's your biggest fan, Steve or uh, or Mo? De I'd say definitely my dad's the biggest fan. My mum, my mum hates it sometimes, like because especially like away games, she's like petrified, like because obviously you go a game. And just get you get slagged off to all sorts, especially if you're having a bad game. And I don't think my mum can. Mum don't like that. She can't really handle that. To be fair, I don't think my dad can either that much. But he can. He dish it out. But I'd say, I'd say my dad's my biggest fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, um. I'll come on to a bit more of the crew stuff in a minute, but that just uh, triggered a memory from me. Um. One of the uh. One of the games that you uh. You brought us down to. Um. You was. I think it was in League Two, and we're playing his MK Dons away. Just moved into that new stadium. That's it, MK. Oh, yeah. And um, I think Steve Davis was the manager at the time. But for some reason, he switched you and Harry Davis at the back. Don't know if you remember that game. I think MK Dons had Deli Alley in the squad as well at the time before he moved to Spurs. And um, I think he moved you to the left and Harry to the right because you normally played the opposite sides. Yeah. And uh, the two of you were just like, you just didn't know where you were because you were on opposite opposite sides yeah. at the centre back. And um there was that me, Tom, um, your mum and dad just uh, kind of sat there and we were sat uh, in the row with all the families behind all the all the crew fans who, who travelled down and and you and Harry Davis just getting slated the whole game. Is like, <laughs> I won't I won't I won't repeat the words because Michael will have to beep it out, but uh, but yeah, you do get some hate, don't you? When uh, when it doesn't quite go your way, it's it's mad. Yeah, especially how do you, how do you deal with that in a uh, in a game scenario because it's uh, it's obviously tough to hear when someone's telling you how how, how rubbish you are. I think it's uh, just getting used to stuff in the end. And like at, at the start, it's it's really tough. Like football in general, there's hard stuff to deal with that people don't see. Like mentally, really tough, especially when you're younger and stuff. But I think as you get older, you look at if you actually look at the people shouting, slagging you off. Is that the you do? You just you start laughing at it in the end. It's quite funny sometimes when there is some great shouts, even if they're slagging you off. Some of the stuff they say is quite funny sometimes, but it's just it's just all part of the game. Everyone's you you paid your money. You're emotional. You it's just all part of football. You just you can just deal with it. I think. But at the start, when you are a bit younger, it can it can get on top of you a bit sometimes. Yeah, and then you get um, old, overweight guys like me just sat on the side saying, oh, I could have done that. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> but it's, it's just all part of it, mate. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Right, um, checking back to, um, to what you mentioned there about your um, Warrington Town, yeah, you, you sound Warrington Town, the coach you had. Um Couple of couple of lads in the WhatsApp group. He texted me some names. Who they think it might be? Go on. So see if it triggers. I, th I know his name now. I know his name now. Um, Do you want to read him out first? See if they knew. Yeah, it's Peter Reed. No, Dave, uh, Dave Watson. Dave, that was the next one. Yeah, Dave Watson. Yeah, yeah uh, Joe Whitmore, the um, Warrington ref of the year as well. Joe Whitmore. 
he yeah. uh, he put on in. He's an Evertonian, so I'm not surprised it was him who picked it out. But yeah, Dave Watson. Yeah. Did my brother ever tell you about the time he did a bit of reffing? Yeah, I remember that. I, uh, he got he got chased off a field somewhere, didn't he? Oh, he somewhere did, yeah. Real. I remember he told me he, he didn't even get a shower. He, uh, just, <laughs> I don't think he got the money for that game, did he? No, he just ran off, got chased off the pitch. Yeah, but um, the first the first thing I remember about Tom doing a bit of reffing was mm. um, was your mum putting a picture of uh, you and your you and your full kit, and then Tom and his ref full kit. Embarrassing. <laughs> You, you mum loves the Facebook picture, don't you? Oh, yeah, I know. I don't really have Facebook anymore, but every time I'm on there, she's posting pictures or something. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You, to be fair, though, your mum and dad, they, were, they went down to pretty much every every game, don't they? Did, did they still uh, did they go down to Barclay? Obviously, no, track, not, not as much anymore. I think, I don't know, they probably just get, not not they're getting a bit older, they're doing different things. They've done They've done everything they possibly could for me when I was younger, so... I don't, I don't expect them to come every flipping League Two Barrow game. It doesn't bother me. But at the start, of my career probably when my dad went everything, especially my dad every single game home and away. So I think he's done his time. He can have a bit of a rest now. Yeah, I remember um, one game because my um, my wife works for Mournflake Oaks. Yeah, and obviously the shirt sponsor for crew for years, stadium sponsor now. But they um, they, they obviously get like free tickets for being the sponsor. And um, as a as a player, you, you you get your free tickets to give to family and whatever. But um, there's two types of um, VIP ticket in the Carlsberg Lounge at Crew. There was the gold and the silver. And every every time we went, I was like every time we went, it was like chatting to 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 your dad, Steve. who just like you know, silver passes. Like looking over the goblet. Oh, what they got in there? What they got in there? And then one day, <laughs> I got the uh, tickets off um off my wife from the uh, from sponsors. I got the gold ticket. So one of the goal bit, and then I just see him walk in. He's like, "Oh, have you got that ticket? <laughs> How are you just, in there?" I just see him giving me like daggers all, all game, and I'm just there, like, come down at half time, get me, uh, get me free food, and I'm just like, hey, "What, was, what was the difference? You get a um, food, yeah. So you get to whatever's on offer at Asda cooked for you that week. <laughs> and, uh, pre- I, I got one in pre season, and it was the biscuits left over from the end of the last season. They were they, they were that soft; they could have been a cake. Not worth it then. <laughs> nah, it's, it's good laughing. You get to go that stairwell in the middle, don't you? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, crew them. I think probably if you if you never do um, anything else in your career, I think you'll at least be a pub quiz question. Yeah. So tell me about being the first professional footballer to make his professional debut at Wembley. What was that like? Yeah. Um... I remember the day, obviously the day before, uh, they said some. I think it was Dremba Neil Critchley. Yeah, he said. He said. I think he's gone back Blackpool. Him now, isn't he manager there? Uh, but he said to me, "I think you'll get on tomorrow." And I was, I was panicking already, mate. I was thinking, "Gee," but obviously, of course, you want to get on at Wembley. But at the same time, I, I think there was about forty-six thousand maybe there that day, and. Um, I did. I thought wow, a bit heavy. That a bit probably a bit too big for me. And um, time went on. Time went on. And then I remember we were two 0 up. I can't remember what minute it was. I think it was into the stoppage time, maybe. Yeah, it's like said, late eighty, just maybe yeah, ninety, maybe. He turned around. And he said, uh, "George, get ready." I was laughing. My face would have probably gone 
pale. Can't even remember. I think I come on for Chuck, Chuck's Chuck's Aniki was his name. Is that his name? Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, he was. He like centre mid. He'd be yeah, like big. a toy sort of player, wasn't he? Yeah, massive. I think he, he's still playing. I can't remember who he's playing for him now. Yeah, because he was but, like, yeah. was he alone from Arsenal, was it? Was it Arsenal he came yeah, from? Yeah, Arsenal, yeah. Good player, to be fair. Uh, and the yeah, then the next. I don't think I even touched the ball, which I was happy about. <laughs> uh, in a weird way, I couldn't wait for that whistle to go again. So I just started thinking, like, with me as well, I'd always prefer to start a game. I hate coming off. You can never prepare yourself. Like when you know you're starting, you can mentally prepare all day, all morning. Like coming on, you're just waiting for something to happen that might not happen, might happen, don't know what minute. But yeah, first player to make the debut at Wembley. It's a good little good little tag. Yeah. Everything with Joe you know happened after that. So I've made my debut at Wembley. Uh and I was like, obviously after it, it was over, after buzzing, made the first thing. Uh, Neil Baker pulled me. He was like, his voice was like, "Don't you go get carried away, George? We're at <laughs> Barnsley under twenty ones tomorrow." <laughs> so I had to go from Wembley, got home. I ended up having to sleep in crew because I was up at eight in the morning to go Barnsley away. How many was under that game? Uh, No one. <laughs> <laughs> she went for like forty six thousand at Wembley. Yeah, uh, to the local company's dog. We all got bladdered on the way home. And I don't think I got back to Nantwich, it was. We all had a night out in Nantwich. I must have got in at about five and I was up at eight on the way to Barnsley for a game. Did you win that game? I think it was nil-nil, somehow. A clean sheet, well, though. Yeah, a lot of clean, I'll say that, after the piss-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then um, that kind of like um, kick-started your career. You, you had a bit of time at Leak Town, didn't you, on loan? Uh, they were, I've seen, I think they're still in... Um, MPL North, I think, um, now. So they've uh, been around Warrington Town, Warrington Rylands the last few years. Um, but um, but going from that to, obviously, professional game at uh, Crewe, been a few league appearances after that uh, game at Wembley, but then you you started to break into the first team the uh, next season, didn't you? Yeah, well, League Town, that was probably one of my favourite times in football. That. It was so, the lads there, because it's... I don't know, it was the first time. Like, obviously, you're a professional football club. And when I went league, it was all a bit not as professional, but proper lads that wanted to win football games and work hard. But it was just great, great laugh there. Like, Bakes was as well. He was like, highly involved in it. Yeah, he's been back from different crew to league, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's there now. I think he's the manager there now. Yeah, I but think was when, a... um, what was it, when, when, when Alex and Lee took over at crew, I think Bakes lost his... Um, I think yeah, he took like a coaching or scouting job or something. But then yeah, he went back to league when the uh, when the top job came up. I think. Yeah, I, re- I remember my first time in league. The manager come in. His name was or assistant. His name was Kenny Scrag. Now nah, I was there for about half a season, but I re- really enjoyed it there. Yeah. Uh, good. Yeah, because I, I I know what you mean about uh, that sort of because uh, you know I've been down to uh, Rylands all this last season. And they're like playing, you know, step three MPL Prem. Yeah. Um, good. Good thing about it is, you know, there's there's some really good quality players there, and um, a lot of them have been around the football league either recently or across the career. And um, as soon as you finish the game, you know, get shower, change, whatever, and just come to the bar a couple of beers with everyone who's uh Yeah. So it's uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good crack having um that sort of environment, and you know, you're just able to you know 
chat to the players and the players just want to like kind of be, get involved with the local yeah. community as well. Yeah, it's a bit more relaxed. So, but just the difference between different levels, isn't it? Yeah. That's it, yeah. And then, um, those you were playing there in um, League One for a few years, you had two uh, decent seasons in League One with, with uh, you know, predominantly in the team. Um, and then you came across the, probably the worst thing that happens to a player is relegation. So, um, how did, um, what what was what was that sort of um, feeling like, and what you do kind of in the preseason, yourself <clears throat> ready to try and come back up again? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I remember when we got relegated. I think we was at Fleetwood away. I remember when we got it was like mathematically went down. That was, it's, it's tough. You just feel like a a failure, which probably you are in essence. But I think we just you we're a very young team at Crew and stuff. Sometimes they get the the loans wrong, don't have enough uh, experience in your team. And I think it's even harder to get away with it when we're in League One with the standard being even better. So look, it's just football full of absolute ups and downs and you've just got to just crack on. All you can do is crack on and do your best. So have your break, come back and uh, with a fresh fresh mindset and just go again. Yeah, and then um, down in, in League Two... Um, you uh, you had a bit of a issue with your back, didn't you? you had uh, like missed quite a bit of uh, one of your seasons there. Um, but um, when you came back, was it was it uh, when you came back you got given the armband? Was it? Yeah. Well, I was I was captain before it happened. I remember because I I wasn't really in the squad with Steve Davis and obviously the Harry Davis saga. Uh, but ended up in when, Scotland, didn't he, Harry? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he's at filed now as well. Like, don't get me wrong, he was a he was an all right player, but just obviously when your dad's the manager, I don't care what anyone says, there's gonna be some bias there. And I'm not one for if I'm not doing well, I won't say how but when you're doing better than someone on some occasions and like they were having poor performances, you've got a right to go in and say I should be in the team. And it just like wasn't happening. And I was just I had a few barnies to be fair with him. I just said like you basically you're starting your son over me that kind of thing is tough conversation to have when you're about 19 or whatever it was but uh, we did it and then he ended up getting the the sack Dave Artel come in and just switched it because I think he could see from the outside a bit he switched it straight away um, and put me in and I think it, Harry Davis left from there um, what what was your initial question sorry I've just got off on one there yeah, just on um, my back, on my back. Yeah. So uh, what yeah. happened was, I remember, I remember how I did it. I was, we were training on Gresty Road before, on a Friday before we went to Yeovil because we had a trek down there and we were practicing set pieces and a set piece coming. I headed it. And when I landed, I felt like a sharp pain in my back, but nothing, nothing too bad. Carried on heading it and stuff. Got the big six hour journey down to Yeovil. Uh, I was a bit like stiff. I was getting massaged on it. I was thinking, something's not right, but I should be all right. And then started the game. And by half time, I was fully like bent over. Couldn't sit up straight. I remember Dave Artel was like, what's wrong with you? Get on with it. I was like, I'm trying. And then he still didn't scan it at that time. So I think it was about a month before the end of the season. So I kind of just had a bit of rehab on it. and went away for summer. I remember being in Magaluf going down like, kamikazes and stuff 
like little did I know, I've got a double fracture in my back. So we did scan it for about six months after the initial injury when it weren't healing. And they said, right, you're off, you're off. Like you can't do nothing for three months, no exercise. I was thinking, Jesus. So I ended up going on like loads of holidays. <laughs> yeah, so um, when you came back, um, you, you're back for a, a few months towards the end of that uh, penultimate season at Crew, weren't you? Did you feel like you were back to full strength or was it the uh, the final year at Crew where you felt like you were back to your, your normal self? Yeah, I felt, uh, well, obviously, I felt like my back had healed finally. I must have, I think I was out for about 10 months. And uh, I remember... I think it was Lincoln away. Lincoln, was it Lincoln? Lincoln I played, yeah. Uh, and I got into the changing room and Dave Artel was like, oh, he told me the day before he started and then he put the armband on my peg. So that was a bit of like, like good management, I'd say, from like bigging your players up. It made you feel like, yeah, he's still having me. He still wants me to be captain. He wants me here. So I think we won 4-1 that game. Uh, so, yeah. I felt felt back to normal from then on. I remember him saying to me, he was like, right, you've had a good game today, but I need you to have 10 good games on the bounce. I need you to be consistent. And I felt I felt like I was quite consistent for him in the end until, until the end where it got a bit messy. But Yeah. I think that's um was it was it um Perry and G who took your spot towards the end? Um uh, it well like I've all, I've always been honest with crew, like it's the the least they deserved they'd done everything for me but they offered me a new contract and you know what well I don't know if you do know what crew are like crew's contracts are like £22 raises and stuff like that mad stuff like that yeah. like to the to the penny I remember he, he come in with a new contract for me and I was thinking I'm, I'm captain I'm playing well I, like you do as a player I think I'll get a good good offer here and I uh, I think he got it wrong at the start or someone got it wrong and they offered me less than what I was on. And I was like, that's less. And they were like, no, it's not. I was like, I'm sure it is. And they went back out and they come back in and it was like an extra 50 quid a week. And I, I just said, I said to him, look, I've been here 11 years or whatever. Did No one had to pay for me so I could move on a free. I just said, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to sign. Uh, I've said, that's all I can do is be honest with you. I know you want me to stay, but... I'm just saying I, I won't be here next season. So they, they tried to convince me a bit, but by the end of it, I just said, I'm not going to be here next year. I'm going to explore what, what my options are. Obviously, it's short career footy. Just want to get as much money as you can, really. That's it, yeah. And um, that's what a lot of people don't realise as well, because um, unless you get to like the Prem or um, more so now in the Championship as well, you know, you don't get big money. You know, you you might be talking, you know, in like League One, League Two, if you're if you 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 might be earning like decent a couple of grand a week or something in League One, League Two, but um, at the end of the day, that's what you know fifty weeks in the year. You're talking about hundreds, hundred and twenty grand a year, but then you've got fifteen, twenty years if you're lucky as a career. So if you factor that out into like the the whole of your you know fifty, sixty year working life, you know you've got to uh, sometimes you do have to follow the money a bit. Yeah, so I that's what I mean. I think when you when you're a bit bit younger you need to go the right places like crew was perfect for me to develop yeah but like when you when you're my age I'm I'm like a I'm quite a realist I I knew I was never playing in the champ realistically maybe with a bit of luck I maybe could have but I did uh, realistically I knew I was probably a league two league one player uh so 
I'd say to anyone at my age, if just enjoy yourself and if money crops up, just take it because end of the day you'd be forgotten about in ten years. No one will care. You need to, you need to just earn what you can because like I said it's short career. Yeah, I'll say yeah. So I moves on to your um if you move away from crew. So it's a pretty pretty uh, big club really. Um, obviously we're in League Two at the time, but um. Oh, sorry, they'd uh, just come up to League, League One. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tranmere Rovers, really um, big club, a lot of history. Um, did you expect to get to a, a club like that, or was you uh, about that? I've, it's funny actually because I did it. I've never done it like one of these Zoom calls or podcasts before. And they Tranmere podcast, some a trip to the moon. They had me on the other day speaking about my time at Tranmere. I know it wasn't probably a very good listen for him because it was. But the time at Tranmere is probably the worst time I've had in my whole career. Uh, but when there was a few clubs sniffing about, uh, but I remember being in Bali and Mickey Mellon was on the phone. If you know Mickey Mellon, Scottish, big yeah. Scottish manager who was at Tranmere, and he, he was speaking to me for like two hours and he didn't let me get a word in and ended up just being like, yeah, yeah, I'll sign for you. So yeah, look, big, big, um, big team. Big club, a lot of history, the fans, carnage, good fans. Uh, but probably probably wasn't the right move in my career. I probably didn't have enough. I don't know. I just didn't couldn't like get to grips with the players, with the manager style. Like was, obviously I've been brought up at crew. It was the opposite to crew. Like the, even the fans, the manager was so intense. Uh like a lot of shouting, not not as much ball playing, more kick it long. So I was doing stuff that I've been brought up doing and getting sold off for it. Here. Probably thinking back, I probably couldn't couldn't handle it all. It got a bit bit too much for me there in the end. Yeah, but did did they start with the three at the back? Did they change the three at the back? They did go three at the back in the end, but it was four at the back when I first started. But I ended up. Later on, because I didn't really get on with Mickey Mellon, didn't really get on with the assistant, and it was Mickey Mellon was the manager, and then the assistant took over until a bloke called Keith Hill coming. Like this was probably a year and a half into my tram maker, and on his first day, he caught like I was buzzing as a new manager because I get you know, a bit of a fresh start. Yeah. So he come in on his first day and he calls me up to his office. So I'm thinking, obviously, I've not been in the team. I'm going to get the old. Look, it's a fresh start chat. What you used to get from managers. So I've gone in. I've gone. You're right. You're right, Gaffer. He goes. Uh, All right, George. Um, you need a new career. I was like, what? <laughs> he said. He said, yeah, you need a new career. Might not be football, but it's definitely not at Tranmere. I was like, <laughs> I tried. He's just. I was thinking, this just sums my time up at Tranmere. Just going from bad to worse. And then. I've I've gone out of the room. Like, I rarely lose money in football, but I was onto my age and I was like, get me out of this place. I just got a head loss here. And he, I'm in the gym later on that night and I get a phone call. It's Keith Hill ringing me. I'm thinking, I was like, hello. He's like, that right, mate, like being dead friendly. I was like, he's like, what do you think of what I did today? I was like, what do you mean? He was like, told you you need to get a new career and put you with the under 18s. I said to him, I think you're a bit of a like a, a see you next Tuesday. And then we hung up on him. And then I got in the next day and I played every game for him for the rest of the season. Yeah, I was going to say, because I thought you ended the, you, uh, the, the last season at Tranmere, you, uh, you really started to kind of get back into it, didn't you? Yeah, it's, it's so so weird. I literally got told to get a new career to 
playing every game for him and getting to Wembley with him. But I, I, did, I actually liked Keefe. He was, he was a proper old school, bit of a weirdo, but a proper honest bloke. And yeah, I, I thought he was all right. Even when he did tell me to get a new career, quite funny. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, two years at Tramway, you go on to, uh, to actually to have a season there. Uh, well, half a season really, because you went to uh, to Leighton Orient on loan as well, didn't you? Um, yeah, is it? Go on. I'm gonna say one question about actually. Did you get a uh, did you get a medal? Yeah, just hung up in there still. I was a bit uh, didn't know for what I did at the start, but I thought to be fair, was it, was it money? Did... Was that the reason why they uh, they loaned you out to Leighton Orient? No, weirdest at the time. No, weirdest. Probably one of the weirdest things I've had in football. I've had some weird things happen to me in football, but I, when I went to Exeter, it was a proper fresh start for me. I've never moved away before, never done anything like that. And I hated football at the time from Tranmere. So I was going down there, signing for Exeter. I was thinking, hate football. I'm moving six hours away, away from everyone. I was honestly, I was driving down there. I was thinking, what have I done here? Like, I couldn't believe it. And then I got into my room. I just had a little chat with myself for, right, look, you're here now. You're here for, I think I signed two years. You're here for two years. Just give it all you've got and just see what happens. And to be fair, I really enjoyed my football that first six months there. I think we went on a 20-game unbeaten run. Uh, but I was playing pretty much every week, minus some weeks when he tweaked the formation, but playing really well, unbeaten, hardly conceding goals. Uh, and then I remember everyone got COVID over Christmas, except me and two of us. There was three of us who didn't have it. It was just three of us were training for like a week. And then when everyone come back after they got like got rid of COVID, I had it. So I was out and then I had my isolation, come back. And I just, I wasn't even in the squad. Like the first time, wasn't even in the squad. So I pulled the gaffer, I was like, what do I need to do to get back in the squad? Like I've played every game for you this season nearly and been winning games. And he just kind of said, like, look, you're probably not going to get back in the squad. I was like, what? why not? Like, I couldn't get my head around it, really. I was like, do you want me to go on loan? He's like, he was kind of like, well, look, we're not telling you to, but if you want to, yeah. So it was a bit, bit of a strange one, really. Didn't I didn't see it coming. I don't think anyone's seen it coming. Yeah. But at Exeter, they had a lot of good young players as well, similar to Crew. Probably a situation when I was at Crew, I was pushing people coming out so for the same reason. So that's probably yeah. what happened to me because they did have some really good centre halves, and they ended up playing them. So I, I kind of get the process, but it was just a bit of a shock. And then I went late in Orient. Uh, they were in a relegation battle. I was living in a Premier Inn for three months on meal deals. Oh, I just, I'd, I'd, I'd lost that. I think I I ended up ringing the manager in about. End of April, I said, "Look, I can't, can't do it anymore. I can't hack it like sitting this Premier Inn every day, eating meal deals." And he was like, "Right, there's only two games left. Just get yourself home. Like, cheers for your efforts." I think I was like, oh, "Thanks a lot." I just needed to get out of there. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, and um, if we exclude Barrow, because obviously you've still got another year left on your deal, I think. Um, Leighton Orient is the only club you've never actually scored for as well. Yeah. Didn't score for them. I've, I've missed a few cities this year, mate. I should be on about three. Yeah. Oh. You've not really been known as like a uh, like a goal scoring prolific goal scorer. No. You, you are about eighteen foot tall as well. And you, <laughs> uh, are, are you uh, 
at the start was you kind of like one of the main tigers at corners and then when they just wouldn't go in they were just like now nah, stay away from him now <laughs> yeah i used to, i don't know just sometimes you can just some i'm better at heading it away mate i don't know why why the things are so different like heading a ball out of the box find so much more easy than attacking a ball i don't know i don't know why i don't know what it is but i do need to get myself some more goals let's say yeah so um from your time then across you want to say you know 10 years into your pro career um i've got a um a funny memory from uh, some of that happened to you in football what's the like the, the funniest or the uh, like the best sort of memory you've got from like football over the years oh, I've got, i probably should have thought about this real quick. I've got some class memories from football. They just pop into you every time. So most of them in the dressing room are like, they should never even be talking about. Like this, Some of the stuff that happens is disgusting. But if we're talking, like they're, they're the best memories for me, like when I'm laughing and stuff. But best actual football memories is, I've been at Wembley twice. Not many people get to Wembley. Uh, what else have I got? But I'm not, I can't put a, I'd say my Wembley appearances and mate, well, I can't say I uh, got promoted with Exeter, but I kind of can. That was uh, probably my favourite time in football was at Exeter, that first six months. But yeah, I've made loads of mates, got loads of funny memories, but I can't, I can't repeat many on here, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my um, funniest things I'd say, you know, from kind of like being on the outside a little bit was... Um... It was it was when he was at Crew, and mm. uh, there was um, a bit of a, a bit of banter going on when uh, Crew played Port Vale, and uh, it went off on Twitter a bit between you and Nick Pope, didn't it? I remember that uh, Tom Pope, Tom Pope, sorry Nick Pope, yeah, Tom Pope, yeah, striker. Yeah, I I remember because I that was, I got basically attacked there out the blue. I was only young. But I remember I played that game and I remember I come home and I went, I was on a date with some girl at the time and uh, she'd gone to the toilet. I just pulled my phone out of my pocket and I had a few notifications on Twitter and that Tom Pope had wrote something to me. I was thinking like a proper out of the blue. I've not spoke to him all game. Like, I'm not a speaker in a game early. I don't wind anyone up. Just not, not said out. I probably tweeted saying something like, Buzzing to get the three points, one of them stupid generic tweets all players do. And he's he's replied to it. I can't remember what he said at the time, but he started giving me some. And uh, I remember I replied to him saying, just pulled my phone out of my pocket and pulled you out by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I saw that tweet, I went, oh, it was hilarious. But, uh... but he was going like, and then obviously he carried on. For me, it was just pure, pure banter. Like, I'm all over that. Yeah. Uh, and then the next, he's really good mates with Neil Baker, Tom Pope. Yeah, he came so, through Cruise Academy, didn't he, Tom? Something like that, yeah. But obviously, a few people are messaging me saying, like, he's fuming. I'm like, fuming? It's like, we're only, he come for me. We're only having a bit of a bit of a laugh. And then Bakes pulled me into his office. He was like, F- you doing, George? And all this. I was like, what do you mean? I'm just having a bit of a laugh. And he's like, you need to ring him and say sorry. <laughs> I was like, I was like, geez, I was like, what's going on here? It's just a bit of a laugh. But I ended up, Having to ring him, I think I was only younger. I think I was about 17, 18, or something. Or maybe I can't remember, but I had to ring him and say, Look, I didn't mean anything by it, but sorry, mate. <laughs> but people still bring that up to me now, like they say it. 
obviously he was absolutely fuming at the time. To be honest, though, you know, in, in, in football, you know, when you when you're on the pitch and stuff and stuff, it's uh, you know, you always got to have a bit of luck, as to an extent, you know, it's, it is like a, a war really because you're always trying to beat the other team. But um, you know, you come off the pitch, and uh, even if you've had a bit of a barney with someone, you just you know shake out because it's it's on the pitch, isn't it? Yeah, just take everything with a pinch of salt and get on with it. It's it's funny football. There's some great laughs in it. I love it. Love the laughs. <laughs> yeah. So you're um. Yeah, this coming season you'll turn thirty. So, oh. uh, what um, what age do you reckon you'll get to then in your uh, in your career? You're hoping to get mid thirties. Well, that that hopefully yeah, I'm getting. I've never been fast, but I'm just getting slower and slower. Body hurting more and more. But uh, if I can get to 34, 35, I'll be more than happy with that. Get me um mortgage paid off. I can just go work in Sainsbury's or something and I'll have a quiet life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And um, do you reckon if um, obviously you know you got one year? Is it one year left at Barrow? You've got a new deal. One year left at Barrow. Yeah. yeah. So um, you probably got uh, you know one or two more contracts in you. Um, if um, do, do you reckon you know when you kind of in your last couple of years you'd end up going into non-league or you, or do you reckon you'll stick around in the football league? Like, like I say, when I'm getting old, I'll just, like I say, take the money. See where, if anyone wants to give me anything. I, w- I won't be, at that age, I won't be thinking what's best for my career. I'll be thinking I've got a year left, two years max. Let's get as much as I can. I might go abroad, do anything. Joe, George Cooper, he's just gone abroad. Has he? He was, he, at, was in... he was at Rylands for he a was, bit, was yeah, he? he? was at Rylands. He came He came off the bench for a game. Actually, he lives, lives around the corner, doesn't he? From, uh, from yeah, yeah. Dorsey Lane. Walking distance. Yeah, and he, um, yes, yeah, so we came off the bench, um, because it's it signed. Because, uh, was it, was it, was it, was it Cheltenham? Who's that? No, uh, Chesterfield. Chesterfield, that was it. Yeah, it was at Chesterfield, and he just wasn't getting any games from him. He needed to get, need to get match fit. So, comes down to Rylands. Um, he signs too late to play in one game. Next game, comes off the bench, and then, as soon as because I saw him walking out of um of the clubhouse after the game, so I chatted mm. to him for, for a minute. But um, yeah, then no one saw him ever again. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Just where's he, where's just he gone, gone now? Then just gone to Melbourne, Melbourne in oh, uh, Australia. Yeah, just to be fair, I think he's need Gar Warren. His career's gone a bit downhill from injuries and stuff, and he just couldn't get fit. So mm. I think, and they pay all right money over there. So yeah. he's gone. I think he signed a couple of years over there. He's single, he's not got a bird, so it's happy days for him. A little fresh start in Australia. Been texting him, he says, says class. He's been out every night. <laughs> you uh have you not had any calls from like uh Saudi or anything, any of these sorts oh, of things? I wish I'd snap the hand off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'd be straight there. But it's some mad money, isn't it? Oh, All they're paying out. Crazy. Yeah, do you, do you reckon that's uh, gonna spoil the game long term, having that sort of money? I don't know. Don't really, I don't really think about it, but uh, I think it'll be a, a five year thing. Like everyone was going China, aren't they? Five yeah, years, yeah. And then that's not been knocked on the head, but it's just I don't know. I don't know what'll happen, but I don't blame the players for going. Jesus, what we're getting offered is absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. So just take it. So, yeah. So um, so post football then. Do you uh you doing any coaching badges or you want to stay in the game or you you think of 
No, uh, after after 40, I'll be be done with uh, football, I think. Got not really much interest in staying around in it. Uh, I I don't know really what I want to do yet. I haven't got many things in place. All I like doing is uh, booking holidays for people. (laughs) I I might might be a little travel agent or something like that. Open my own business through that. But I don't know yet, mate. Don't know what I'll be doing. But I don't think I'll be staying in football. Yeah, you could um, could maybe look to uh, open up another uh, viral Twitter account, maybe. <laughs> is that is that what we're on to now? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm thinking about while you are, while you start to forge a professional football career. Yeah, you're, you're writing all these sorts of things will come back to to bite you in the end of the day. So you, uh, you have to get rid. But yeah, it was a couple of years. It was a it was a it was a great ride. though, wasn't it. Good luck. Oh, class, class, mate. I loved every minute of it. Got, got. Low. I'm probably thinking about it now. If I had it now, I could have made so much more money. Like, but I didn't, didn't really know what I was doing at the time. Nah. But it was, it was good, mate. Yeah. So we've um, got a few questions off some of the, uh, some of the other hosts as well. So um, I'll rattle through a few of those before we go into your best eleven. Okay. So uh, PJ, he says. What size boots do you wear? And if it's size 10, can you have a pair? <laughs> I'm size 11. And no, we can't have a pair because it's about 200 quid a pair nowadays. And I don't get any for free. And it pains me every time I buy some. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So um, what's your biggest name drop of someone you've played with or played against? Or even just um, come down to, uh, to to watch maybe you've had a chat to? I'm not a massive name dropper, but uh, I remember when I got called up for Wales under 21s and I'd give I'd given my boots away because it was the end of the season and I got a text after the season saying, you're playing for Wales v England. So I was like, all right, was it? go on then. And you're on Sky. I was like, Jesus, I, was like, I don't even have any boots. So I, I went to get some boots and I don't, are you into your boots or not? No, really, but obviously you got the, the, other, the, other, the other lads are into yeah. them, yeah. So basically, you've got like there were there was no boots in size elevens. So there's a boot called an F fifty, but they've got like the fake ones. Like if you're a footy player and you buy fake boots, the lads are here. Yeah. So, but I couldn't get any. So I had like these F tens on. They were like plastic, big. I'm at you've been pictured somewhere, but I was on Sky Sports with F tens on, uh, and I was playing against Harry Harry Kane that day, and he stood on my ankle. I've still got a scar on my ankle. And he rolled his, and he was out for six months. So you, so basically, you had Harry Kane in your pocket, then, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that, yeah. Yeah. And um, what's the um, best shirt swap you've ever done? I, I don't think I've ever swapped. I've never swapped my shirt. No, I don't think anyone would want mine. To be honest, I've never, I've never played against anyone famous enough. So actually, I played against a crew. Played against Vidic. When we played United pre-season once, but oh, that, never... that was after that was that was part of the uh, Powell deal, wasn't it? That was a, a yeah, friendly. yeah. But I, um... I remember that picture going around where uh, where you like battling against Vidic. Yeah, but I've never never swapped shirts with anyone. No, sorry, bit, uh-huh. bit boring there. And um, I know I I know the answer to this for me, but what's the best goal you've scored? My favourite goal scored is Portsmouth away. 
Is that what you were thinking or not? Oh, no, I was thinking of the overhead kick against Port Vale. <laughs> I actually tell people that was an overhead kick, you know, and no one's having it when I show them the replay. No, my favourite my favorite goal was for crew, Portsmouth away. And I remember I was on the radio because there was a bloke that put £1 on George Ray to score, crew to win 1-0, and it was 500 to 1. He put a quid on. He got 500 quid. Did you get commission? <laughs> That's what I said to him. I said, give us a... Get a twenty quid or something. He was like, uh, "No." <laughs> and the last one for PJ was who's the hardest player to mark, whether training or in a game. The best, I'd still say to this day, the best player I've played with and against and seen is Paulie. He yeah. was so good, so good. So I'd say him. Yeah, you had a um, bit of a stint at um, Crew when Paul Pogba's brother Matthias Pogba was there. Yeah. What, 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 was, what was he like? Was he was he pretty tough? Because he was like, I don't think he had an ounce of fat on him, did he? No, he was just a big. He was funny about. It. I actually really got on with him. Uh, he's a good. He was. I think they were French, weren't they? I don't. Have you seen what's yeah. happening with them? I've seen uh, like news articles about him and his brother trying to rob Paul Pogba or something. Have you seen anything about it or not? No, I've not seen that. No. If you if you Google it, this I can't remember what was going on. I started getting into it, but I didn't realise that. Matthias Pogba had a twin brother. So I was in, uh, where was it now? I think it was a Piccolino somewhere in Manchester. And I thought I've seen Matthias Pogba. He was sat with his brother, Paul Pogba. So I'm thinking, do I go over here? And does he remember me from crew anyway? So I've gone over. I've gone, you're right, mate. And they both just looked at me like that. And I'm like, you're right, mate. I was at crew with you. And he was like, oh, that's not me. That's my twin brother. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. Fuck it, so I've just gone up to him and it weren't even him. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was all, he, he wasn't a bad player on his day, quite an handful, but yeah, he was just he, bit... he, yeah, yeah. So when he was when he was on it, he was he was a good goal scorer. But he uh T- tell you who else was raw, like Jumba Uchi Apizu. Oh just yeah. like I don't yeah. think he was very good Is at he crew, Fulham? I'm not sure. Is it Fulham? He's got some good moves, you know, fair play to him, but he was yeah. just you didn't know what was gonna happen with him. Yeah. Just poof, he was strong. I don't but, know what it is with three, but uh, the last uh, ten years, I think probably since Dean Ashton left, when mm. I, I that would have been what uh, eighteen years ago now. But uh, probably since then, they've not really had like a a proper out and out, you know, twenty thirty goal a year striker. It's always mm. been like attacking midfielders who have been bagging the goals because you know, with your time there, there was Powell and um, Chucks and Ek got a few, didn't he? Mm. And um, that Uchi Pizu, he 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 was scoring some too, and then, but yeah, yeah it's, I can't remember. He used to get the, can't remember. He used to get the goals. I can't remember. I've got actually. I think actually no. Saying that, there was a one year that Clayton Donaldson was on fire. He's oh uh, yeah. He's been at Gainsborough last year. Yeah. He, uh, he actually Luke. started against uh, Rylands in Rylands' first game in the NPL. He scored after like like two minutes or something. <laughs> Did it? Still a unit as well. Yeah. What did you have? What was that lad called? Uh, Luke, Luke Varney. Was he after Dean? Actually? Oh, Luke Varney. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he was at Blackpool in playing the Prem for Blackpool, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, there's there's quite quite a few kind of you know coming through the academy at that time and crew in the championship, and uh, they ended up in the Prem. There's like you know like Billy Jones, David Vaughan. Yeah. Who did I see out yesterday? Um, what was his name now? Nicky Maynard came up to me yesterday. Oh yeah, he's at Mac, isn't it? I think he's not got on the head now. He's telling me yesterday he's retired. Oh, is he? Yeah, he was at Old House seeing him yesterday. 
Yeah. He was at he was at Mac, yeah, with Luke Murphy. Wasn't Murphy's he? at Mac as well, isn't he? Mm. They'll they be uh, alright players. Yeah, they'll they'll be up against uh Warren Rylands next year in the uh, the Is that what league they're in now, yeah? Yeah, they'll be MPL, so step three they'll be in. Oh, so right, still nice. a bit of a way to go, but uh, I think they're they're what full time in like step three, and you get like four thousand a week or something. So I think um, everyone's everyone's budget is just you know kind of gone out the window purely because Mac are just throwing a lot of money at players. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So a couple of questions off off uh, Rick. Um, who is your favorite Warrington team? Any level doesn't have to be like the. Uh, the top few can be any sort of team across Warrington. What who I played for? Who's my any, favorite anyone, team? Any team in Warrington? I don't, know. I don't really watch any teams in Warrington. Uh, I've, what about Greenholds? Can I say Greenholds because my yep. mate plays with them? I'll oh, say Greenholds. To be fair, to be fair, I enjoy watching that standard sometimes because. When they're all scrapping and stuff, you just see like it still means so much to everyone, and uh, just scrapping and stuff, and it's it's quite funny. I do enjoy going to a little game every now and then. Yeah, and uh, what's your earliest memory of football? Earliest memory uh, is I remember scoring my first header from a corner for rope and anchor. I just remember like, looking at my dad, and he was buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice, uh, nice little story, that, isn't it? Yeah. Earliest memory, your, your dad's celebrating your score. That's quality. Yeah. Um, so, um, there's a few other questions, but I'm conscious I've been like nagging on at you for ages now. So, we'll end with um, your best 11. So, this is any formation you want, 11 players you've played with or against. So, um, start with uh, in net, who's the best keeper you've played with or against? For me, I'm going to say the keeper I'm with at the moment, uh, I'm not just saying that, he's probably my favourite keeper to be with. Uh, his name's Paul Farman. He's got, the, I reckon he's got the biggest kick in the whole league as well. So I'm going to go Paul Farman. Uh, I'm going to go right back is Ollie Turton. Absolute workhorse. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad game. Uh, he's pretty um pretty flexible as well because he can play midfield, can't he as well? Yeah, can play everywhere. Did you say I can't? I can't have me. Can, can, you pick, you can pick yourself. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to pick myself. But I'm just gonna say who I've enjoyed playing with. Uh, there's a lad called Peter Clark that tramway with him. Old old bloke. He's probably been my favourite centre half to play with. What other centre halves have I played with? Yeah. I'd say I'd say him, yeah. Uh, what are we on now? Left back. Jesus. I could be here all day, mate. Who's the left back? Actually, I'm going to go with another full back. Uh, Pace Sweeney. I played with him as a back three at Exeter. But really, he doesn't look like a footballer. Uh, he looks a bit like you, actually. But uh, he's... <laughs> If you're saying I look like a footballer, then uh, <laughs> I'll take that, mate. But very, very good. Uh, then I'm going to go. What's your formation? Did... You, you four, I'm three, going... three, four, four, two. What was your formation? Well, we might have to swap it. We'll see how we get on. 
Right, so we've done our four at the back and go yeah. in there. Um, where did Powley play? I'm, getting, I'm putting Powley in, but I don't know. Uh, at, at crew, he pretty much went centre forward because we had no one who was scoring. Uh, but um, I think he's more, I, I'd say he's more of like a uh, either a, a playmaker in midfield or yeah. if you do like a 4 2 3 1, I'd put him as number 10. I'll get mixed up there. But anyway, let's go. Let's go right winger. Right winger. I'm going to go with right winger. a lad called, I don't know if he's on the left or right, a lad called Corey Blackett Taylor, the fastest person. I've never seen him in my life. Just skip past you. Uh, I'm going to go in the middle. I enjoyed playing with Murph, Luke Murphy. Yeah. Put him in the middle because I, I was like really good mates with him at crew. Like, he was a few years older than me, but I just enjoyed enjoyed it with him. And um, a guy, another centre mid called Harry Kite at Exeter. His car is uh, quads. If you Google a picture of Harry Kite and look at his quads, he's about 21. He's not like that. Quads he was Oh, absolutely. What he moaned on. I'll go in. Left, left side, left side, left side. What am I going? I'm going to 4 4 2 here, really, aren't I? I'm going to go on the, on the left. A lad called Kieran Morris from Tramway. He was good, good um, technical player. Got on with him as well. Um, and up front, I'm going to go with Powley and hmm. I'm trying to think if I've played against. It's been really tough. But my name, I'm just shocking my names. I'm going to put Josh Gordon in there. He's a uh, he never gives centre halves a easy game ever, and he's always running. So it's probably a bit of a rubbish uh, eleven there off the cuff, but I can't remember anyone's names ever. So that's that's what you're getting from me, mate. <laughs> uh, you've got uh, probably eleven better than I could ever put together, mate. <laughs> you're not fancy putting uh, Tom Pope up there. No, man, tell me. He was good. He's good. Good play though. And- Horrible players play against. Yeah. So, a uh, final question for me: Are you um, football manager or FIFA? I don't play any. Neither. Don't play any any games like that. Nothing. Did you ever like uh, have, have a look on there? See, uh, see what like rating you had or anything? Oh, well, to be fair, they do some. Um, I've got another funny story about this. Uh, they do some. Like, do you know FIFA cards? I'm not familiar yeah, the with them all. Ones they give you out, yeah. But when we're at Exeter, we're doing the things, and it worked worked out. I was the slowest player on the game, and the worst at shooting on the game. I, I know t- what you're going to say now. <laughs> I know it. Two things, and I, I was on TikTok <laughs> one day, and there's this American man, and it popped up going, "George Ray is the worst player on FIFA." And I was just watching it. I was like, "It's, it's just glass." <laughs> and he was trying to like score a volley with me because he had the worst shooting. And he scored, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I might have gone up a bit this year, but I had so many messages like, all right, mate, uh, you're the worst place, not person on FIFA. I was like, cheers, mate. That's so random. Yeah. That he was an American bloke as well. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe that. I was just scrolling through, and it went, George Ray is the worst on FIFA. <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. 
Probably right. Quality. Yeah. Anyway, George, uh, thanks a lot for coming on. It's been uh, great to chat with you and hear some of the uh, stories. And I think um, it shows, you know, just a, uh, a lad from Warrington can uh, get to the pro game. So it's uh, great to uh, hear your journey. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Cheers, mate. Uh, all the best. I'll see you around, mate. Yeah, cheers, George. See you soon. Yeah, mate. Thanks a lot for George Ray for coming on to the podcast. Great to hear some of the stories. And to be honest, I could probably chat to him for, for hours. And um, some of it probably won't be able to be uh, on this podcast. But stories are, are incredible. Some of the banter that these lads get up to, it's, uh, it's a great laugh. And it's, uh, it's all good fun and part of the game. So um, I think we'll uh, with that, we'll wrap it up there as we uh, end another one of our summer specials. So I want to thank... George for coming on and Mike Bayliss behind the virtual glass for keeping us in check and uh, putting in a few uh, bleeps there, here and there. But I think what we've done today again is show that Warrington is more than just a rugby town. Oh.